Welcome back for episode nine, I believe now. Nine? It is nine. Ooh, only one to go until we reach 10 episodes. I, How about that? I don't know what kind of celebration podcasters do on their, their 10th podcast. But Maybe I on think, their 100th, they have a big celebration. Oh, but. yes, but there's 100th. But they... We, well, we should start thinking about the hundreds right now. Maybe, <laughs> maybe with maybe with a a, a mini me, a mini me celebration at ten, and you can say you complete me. You know, number ten, number ten completes me. We no, we don't know yet. But Cole, today, what I wanted to talk about, and, and this is something that apparently it's coming up your way. You're going to be having your wisdom teeth pulled. Is that, is that... Yeah, I'm not quite exactly looking forward to it, but it's something that needs to be done, especially before school. Well, I think this would be one of the instances when your grandpa has had a little experience in the area. I have had my wisdom teeth pulled, and I was about your age when it occurred. So today's episode is going to be called Wisdom Teeth Being Pulled or The Unexpected Benefits of Sedation Dentistry. Mm. So this is this is what it's about. Now, I don't know what you know about having your wisdom teeth pulled. All I know is they stick some scalpels in my mouth and put me under. <laughs> they stick some scalpels in your mouth and stick and put you under but they put you under with laughing gas Cole. it's they 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 use anesthetics and and they put you under and that's that's part of it and today they're they're far more careful than they used to be they will make sure that you have someone to drive you home they will sit you in the in in the in the recovery area for a while before they let you leave the office but Cole, when Grandpa got his wisdom teeth pulled back in the early 1960s, none of the modern precautions that are in place today were in place then. And so mm -hmm. Grandpa went to a dentist's office in downtown Seattle, went into the office, and they gave me the laughing gas and put me under and removed my my wisdom teeth. How old were you at this time? I was 19 years old. Oh, so you were my age. I was exactly your age and I was 19 years old. And uh, this is, the, the, the thing is about, you know, it's the, these extra teeth growing in your mouth is it's not a good thing. And they, they but what happens when you, have the teeth pulled and you wake up you're 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 not a number of things can happen people can get depressed they if if you wanted if you were depressed uh you might be crying a little bit you somebody would say well let's let's take you out for a happy meal that would be a way to to get but mm -hmm. but you're mouth would be so sore the only thing that you'd be able to eat would be the honey mustard that's about, <laughs> that's all you'd be able to have uh, so today uh and i was I, I was thinking about this so i looked it up a little on the there are 
they have a there's a there's a web page dedicated to uh, filming people your age that has just had their wisdom teeth. Pulled. Oh yeah, no, I've seen some of some of them are some of them are hilarious. And they're they're very funny. And they're th- these people are uh, they've got sometimes they their face is all swollen. They're talking in a funny way. They're they're either laughing or hallucinating or paranoid. Well, what it occurred to me, and 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 so I think I should just relate the story of what occurred to me because Cole, as I said at the beginning of this, there's an unexpected benefit of of having with my in in grandpa's case having my wisdom teeth pulled. Mm-hmm. So I had my wisdom teeth pulled. Uh then they picked me up, my face was swollen. And then they said, well, you can just go home now on the bus. And so this was, I was in downtown Seattle. Mm-hmm. So I left the office building, went down in an elevator, crossed uh, Fifth Avenue and went to, uh, or maybe it was Fourth Avenue. doesn't sound very safe when you're. It, it uh, wasn't. It was like, and, and it, it, get, it gets worse. So I'm standing in front of the, uh, the Seattle Public Library. That's where I catch the bus to go back to where I lived. And who do I see coming down the street in in my my uh heading my way was a guy that I went to junior high school with and uh high school with. His name was Peter Norton. Now Peter Norton is the Peter Norton that then went on to invent the Norton antivirus uh, software equipment. The Peter Norton is worth wow. millions and millions of dollars. Holy and, cow. And that's the, the software that he invented, the, the Norton antivirus software that alerts you to, uh, uh, if you if you have a computer or something will come up, the, the Norton software alerts that you, are, you have a possible threat and uh, it'll say that, and so you have to do something if you don't have uh, proper. You shut off the computer. Who knows what it? But Norton, Peter Norton, went on to make a great deal of money on that. Anyway, there I am standing there, and who is coming in my direction? And I'm seeing him. Maybe he looks like he's walking towards me, but I'm seeing him as if he was in a funhouse mirror, like he was. His shape was changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was coming for me. And then he said, hello, Jim. Pete was a little on the, he was kind of a square. But what what do you call a billionaire square? Oh, Mr. Square Norton, how are you, sir? So he so hello, Jim. And so I felt that I needed to say something to him. And I was, I was conscious of the fact that I was not a hundred percent. So what I said to him was, Oh, Pete, how are you? Listen, Pete, I don't want you to think that I'm a drug addict or an alcoholic. I just have my wisdom to pull. 
I can't talk very effectively right now. <laughs> so, and now, of course, I may have been hallucinating slightly. I think he pulled a silver cross out. It was sort of like people that are trying to war off vampires. He, he <laughs> are you serious? No, I, 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 I imagined that. I'm, I'm sure I imagined that. I'm sure he didn't do that. But but I I I think I frightened him a little bit. And 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 Cole would I maintain that it was the the technology was not available at the time that that incident occurred. So Pete Norton was not able to develop the Norton antivirus software at that time. But I think that encounter with me on that street corner frightened. Pete Norton. Gave him a little bit of a scare. It, it gave him a scare. And he said to himself in his inner voice, Jim has frightened me today. I must develop some kind of a system, an antivirus system where I can protect myself again and alert myself to strangers coming in my direction that may threaten me. So <laughs> I think that may be the birth of the thought that Later on, when the technology was available, he developed the the anti the Norton antivirus software. So, what I'm thinking, Cole, I'm thinking I should maybe go back to Peter Norton all these years later and say, you know, Pete, I probably deserve partial credit a, a, a percentage of of the money you've made over these years. You know. 50, 60 million bucks, and I'm happy. I, I So, anyway, that's that's all. Big, oh, the last thing, and I want you to make sure that you remember this. What will occur when they put you under the, the laughing gas? It, there's a list of things. It The 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 anesthesia will affect your, your short-term memory. It will lead lead to problems with your decision making. So mm -hmm. it's not it's not all unbelievable that you might want to uh, look at heavy machinery catalogs and mm -hmm. think uh, you want to go out and buy a, a piece of heavy machinery because you want to go driving it, and you know that that's one of the things you they recommend you don't do after you've taken a some anesthesia like this don't operate any heavy machinery and yet you'll have a craving not for food you won't get the munchies but you'll have a craving for uh heavy machinery cattle mm. but speaking of teeth you know shark week is coming up 22 days until shark week 22 days and what is it what's the strange thing about their teeth they don't have well sharks they don't even have wisdom teeth yeah. they replace their teeth they, each time a tooth falls out, it another one pops right up. So they go through, I think, ten thousand some teeth a, a lifetime. Oh, it's crazy. It they is go crazy. through a ton of teeth. It's crazy. Well, that's that's. I, it's not food for thought, but it's tooth for thought. So until next time. Alrighty, and we're back. Uh, the little shark bite episode clip. Well. It's not going to be a shark bite uh, this time. Actually, it's going to be the most colorful snake bite you've ever imagined. Colorful? Yeah, colorful, indeed. Let me 
let me tell. First of all, we I've got to we got to let our audience know that Cole and I will be moving our broadcasts to the Palm Room in one of the more palatial hotels here in Seattle. I'm not going to name the hotel uh, exactly. It, it's a four-star hotel. There's it's it's totally upscale. But the reason I don't want to mention it is because Cole and I have lunch when we when we do this broadcast. We like it to be quiet. And if I reveal the name of the hotel, I know there's going to be all sorts of looky-loos and fans. By the way, Cole, you said we had up to how many hits? did We We have about 60-something listens. People, Can can you imagine 60-some people listening and wanting to come into the Palm Room and hear us while we're broadcasting? It will will divert us from what we're doing. Uh, There might be... uh, a wave of autograph seekers wanting our. Oh, I bet. Oh, my hand will probably get tired no, at a certain and point. We've got, we've got, we're professionals, and we've got to, we've got to get this message out to our listeners. But back to the palm room. Cole, you and I will be seated at a table, and it's 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 in a warm area. There'll be some. There's some windows right next to us, and then there's a large potted palm. Going to be the humidity in the room. Well, the the humidity will be low uh, because it's there's they've got AC, of course. It's mm-hmm. a four star hotel, uh, but in the in the potted palm itself is where. This uh, rainbow reticulated python by the name of erstwhile candy heaven lives. Hmm. Erstwhile candy heaven is the granddaddy of gummy bears. He is, I think he's probably 30 feet long. But in addition to being a rainbow python, he also talks. So periodically he will be joining our programs with little observations he has about book reviews films that he's recommending people see we're adding an additional character um to our our little our little playhouse so that we can keep our listeners up to the minute on what's going on so that so we we wanted to mention that so that uh, listeners weren't shocked to hear that there is a new character in our programs and the character but happens to be a rainbow python more about the rainbow python it's i've actually seen a picture of them and the rainbow python it's not 100 percent rainbow like you're thinking probably it's got iridescent scales kind of like how a hummingbird has those reflective feathers on their throats and they'll flash them in light and so the light bounces off and has a really weird look to it, and so it looks iridescent. Um, the snake is covered in these iridescent scales, and so it looks almost rainbowish, bluish, purple, and it's super weird looking. And the whole length of the snake is covered in these scales. And you can look it up called a rainbow reticulated python, and it is just weird looking. It may look Photoshop, but it's not. You know, Cole, this gives me an idea. We're still too early, but next year at this time, if we're still doing these broadcasts, I think that you and I should put together a float for the solstice parade in Fremont and then Earthwell Candy Hat, mm. the 30-foot-long uh, rainbow python, could be on the float. I think lots of the naked people going by 
uh, dressed as in rainbow colors, they would find that to be just fabulous. I know. It'd be just awesome. Yeah. All right. That's it for a little snake bite this episode.